Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 224 with Gavin Symes of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Seth Ghost, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Barbara Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. My name's Nathan Chan. I'm the CEO of Founder Magazine and also the host of this podcast. Now, few little things around the housekeeping. Uh, if you are new to this podcast, we interview some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, but sometimes we actually turn the tables, and this is often requested by you guys, where we interview, you know, everyday entrepreneurs and founders that are in the trenches. And these are actually usually people that are in the founder community, especially people in the founder community that have done, you know, some of our educational courses. Um, So today's guest, his name's Gavin Symes, and he's a founder of a company called The Foundry Group. And He did one of our latest courses called Consulting Empire, which is actually taught by Sabri Subi, who we interviewed for episode number 201. And Sabri runs the fastest growing marketing agency in Australia. Absolute superstar, master of just getting clients and building a a massive agency. But he knows how to really rapidly grow a service-based business. So, you know, we listened to you guys. You guys said you wanted to know how to start your own side hustle, start your own consulting-based business, start your own freelance-based business, start your own agency. And Sabri is one of the best people in the world that we could find to teach this because he is a practitioner, not a guru, a practitioner. He's done this multiple times himself. 
Gavin was part of our first intake of this course, the beta, the beta launch intake. And he has absolutely crushed it. You know, he's built his business from zero to $600,000 in only a few short months. And he's going to share with you guys how he's done that. This is a real in the trenches uh, episode, but you'll learn a lot. I learned a lot from Gavin, how he got started, how he got his first clients, um, you know, even how he does systems and, and what he actually does for his clients. It's, a, it's an incredible story. Really, really inspiring. So guys, I have to apologize for some reason. I don't know what happened, but um, the, the recording software wasn't picking up my podcasting mic, which sounds nice and clear like you hear now. Um, so it actually, I was recording, like, you know, talking to my computer. So I was getting my computer mic. So it's, I wish the audio quality was better. I'm kicking myself. I just want to apologize for that. Um, and also, if you are interested, we are going to do another intake for this course. Make sure you go and sign up to founder.com forward slash consulting. And uh, you'll be the first to be notified around the early bird special around opening this one up. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's jump with the show. First of all, uh, Gavin, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak with me today. Um, the first question I ask everyone that comes on is, uh, how'd you get your job? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, so 16 years ago, uh, my dad and my brother decided to get into business together and uh, just helping people get out of debt. And it's really a, a family story that's something that's critical and, and really passionate, um, that I'm, something that I'm really passionate about. And that's because my dad had a, had a manufacturing company um, in the 90s that went broke and I, I suffered all of that financial hardship where the lights got cut off and all of that sort of stuff. So after going through all of that, we decided that we just wanted to help people in a similar situation get out of that. Mm. And so we started that 16 years ago and that's been really successful for us. Uh, now after doing that for so long, uh, that's where I've decided, decided to start the Foundry Group to help business owners um, with all of the knowledge and experience that I've had for the last 16 years to improve their business and, and make more profit. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. And, um, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, we met in person, uh, what, at the start of this week, was it? Jeez, time yeah, a couple this week. days ago. <laughs> yeah, we met in person, you flew, <laughs> flew down to Melbourne, uh, we shook each other's hands, we had a good chat around all things that we're building and things that you're up to. And, and yeah, uh, yeah it, it really just kind of, um, really hit home for, for myself and everyone in the team, just the success you've had and, and um, you know, how we've been able to, you know, create this amazing course with Sabri. And um, one thing you shared, which I think like is common to a lot of people, even people that are listening right now that might even be further on in their business where, you know, you've hit product market fit, you're generating sales, you've got some traction, is around uh, feeling like a fraud. I know yeah. I've certainly... Uh, gone through this as well myself and still do even to this day sometimes um so let's just like talk about that so yeah, you know cool. because you know for then summary you know, really takes you through a process on on how to you know work out what what, what skills you you have and then kind of use those skills as a service which is you know one of the fastest ways to start um you know building a business online because, you know, it doesn't really require much capital, if not any, to, to start, you know, providing mm. value to people. So 
that's the tricky part though is is when you've worked out what you want to you know provide a service on or you know uh, be a consultant or whatnot it is actually going out there and putting yourself out there so so talk me through that, like, you know, your first kind of uh, foray into that and then how you experienced that. Yeah, sure. So I, as, a, as a business owner, as a founder, I think you're, you are your, the harshest critic. And um, I don't know about you, Nathan, but, you know, especially from my point of view, nothing's ever perfect, nothing's ever right. You, you, you think all the time, how can you be better? How can the business be better? How can my courses be better? How can everything be better? And so you forget how much knowledge you gain over that period of time. So that was a really difficult thing for me is to say, well, am I really good enough to be a coach and a consultant and to teach other people how to run their business? And you definitely get that that doubt in your head that's like, man, there's other people out there that know more than me. And once you help your first client and the look on their face, like, I remember walking into this business and the owner's sitting there and his shoulders are slumped over. He just wants to, he just wants to quit. He just wants to give up. And at the end of that hour to see that spark come back to, into his, into his face and, and his eyes light up to say, this is possible. I can do this. I can get out of this hole. That, that to me just proved that I'm, I'm doing the right thing and that I can actually add value for people. Yeah. Amazing. And yeah, I agree. Like it, it, I think, one thing that I've found really powerful is is to look at yourself and how far you've come um, between now mm. and a certain point, but then also to think about the people that you have served and, you know, the, the value that you've provided them. And, and that's where the real gold is. Like, you know, that mm. when you came in and into our office and shared your story with us, like, you know, that's, I, you know, I said to the guys after you left, like that's where the real gold is. Like, you know, yeah. no matter how much money you make, like to be able to, facilitate someone's growth in some way shape or form with your product or service that's winning yeah and that's what the, that's what the course has really enabled for me is just to give me the skills on the actual business side of consulting you know in terms of this is the first time that I've worked in the b2b market everything else really has been b2c surely there's sure there's you know consumers that have businesses as well that that you end up helping them with but going to market with the b2b side that's certainly what the what the course has helped me to do yeah amazing so so talk to me like Gavin, like, what are what are next plans for you? Like, uh, you probably have to look at starting to hire somebody soon, or yeah. So, yeah, so, um, so, so my first hire, um, I'm looking for my first hire at the moment, simply because the the growth already has just been astronomical. So, um, I'm looking to hire someone immediately, and then in the in the near future, probably this side of Christmas, I'll need to hire somebody else. Um, in terms of, you know, what my goals are this year, I want to do a million dollars in revenue. Um, and I want to, I want to be doing $10 million, um, within the next three years. And I think that the course has taught me enough to do that. And I think with my own expertise and skills, uh, that I'll easily be able to achieve that. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And talk to me through around kind of the vision, uh, for, for, you know, everything that you're doing at Foundry HQ because um, are you just servicing Australian-based clients right now or international? You want to expand international? Um, I'm just curious around that side. Yeah, so that's, that's a really good question. I think um, there's really two sides of, of what we do. 
The first side is education. And a lot of that comes for free just by, you know, doing things like this, sharing my story. Um, and every business that I go into and every business owner that I speak to, I'm not thinking about how I can turn them into a client or how I can make the money. I'm just thinking, how can I give them value so that they, I can help them in their business? And if that ends up being that they want to that they want to sign up with me, then that's fine. But that's the first thing that I go in with is education. So that could be that could be worldwide. Um, and then the second thing is actually like one-on-one -on -one coaching. So as you know, in um, in any business, there's things that come up all the time. There's issues and problems, and you just need someone to call to bounce some some ideas or or just to help you through that and hold your hand. And that's the second side of it. Now. Um, I don't really see that that's probably going to be international. I'd love it to be, but I just don't see realistically right now in the next three years I'd be able to do that. But certainly in the next five to ten years, I'd love to be international and, and a well-known brand everywhere. Yeah, and I'm curious as well, like what what are the common problems that you're actually seeing that, that, that like business owners, entrepreneurs face um, when you're oh, yeah kind of going in there and, and they're asking for your help? What is it? What is the commonalities? The, yeah, that's a good question. So most of the, most of the problems that I see um, are either that's really fall into a couple of different categories, but the main one is where the business has grown too quickly and they've just got significant growing pains because the rest of the business hasn't kept up. So they might choose a marketing agency that just is really good at delivering them leads but they've never had this volume before. They sign them all up and then they just can't fulfill that requirement. So I'll go in and help them train up their staff. I'll go in and help them um, set up systems and procedures and their CRM in the back end to really be able to deal with that volume. And then obviously there's just normal cash flow issues that come about as a result of various different things, whether it's the founder not being comfortable to hand over and delegate some um, some tasks to the rest of their team um, or really just cash flow issues because they're spending money on, on the wrong things that aren't going to drive up revenue. And what are some of those wrong things? Can you give us an example? Oh, yeah. So um, let's just say uh, so a customer that I was working with, um, they were spending millions of dollars a year on, on Google. Mm -hmm. and that was driving really good ROI for them. And then what they decided to do, they decided to go above the line and spend another million dollars a year on uh, blog posts and billboard advertising and all of that and TV advertising. And the problem with that, obviously, is that it's not targeted to your customers. So you're just going out there and just shooting a gun wildly without, any, without aiming anywhere and just hope, hoping that you hit someone. And so the ROI significantly dropped, the advertising cost per sale um, significantly increased. And so we just basically, we just sat down and said, what's the marketing plan? Let's get back to basics of, on what works. That's interesting because one thing I've found, um, and even with founders, is, is as you grow, you try to do more. But then <laughs> what happens is you, you find out that you can't do it all. And then yeah. you actually go full circle and you go back to doing less and stripping it back, but doing more of just one thing, not yeah. more of multiple things. That seems to be yeah. a recurring thing, right? Is that, is that something yeah. you've noticed? Oh, for sure. And that, that lack of focus, like we, I call it entrepreneurial ADD. And what happens is, is that, you know, we get excited as, as founders and entrepreneurs by the next big thing. 
or by the next um, exciting and shiny thing. But we forget what our business actually is and to stay true with to that a lot of the time. So, you know, that's going back to before you're talking about one of the main issues that I see in businesses is not actually just focusing on one thing. And then what happens is you have all of these half-finished projects around the place and you've spent all this time and effort on it and it hasn't, you haven't finished it, so it hasn't actually resulted in any revenue. Yeah, for us, we're, we're lucky that, oh, oh, you know, look, I can, you know what, I reckon we're guilty of, of starting some things and not finishing or starting some things and canning them or starting some things and not doing them properly. But yeah. for the most part, most of the things we do, we, we finish them and we try and do it at a really high level. But, yeah, look, I agree. And that is that is a yeah that is a common problem. What like you? I, I think yeah, cash flow is another one. Like how how do you help you with cash flow problems? Do you just get them to kind of further, like further manage their spend it and go back to basics and strip back a little? Or yeah, sometimes. So it might just be um, for instance, like you, like you were saying before, the the business owner decides that they want to spend less time in the business, so they put people on but don't train them properly. And so sometimes the business owner's got to go back and do some of that work for for a little while, a uh, little period of time until the cash flow improves. But really, it's just about coming down and having a budget. and And it's not interesting to say that, and it's not certainly not sexy. But it's just saying, okay, well, if I spend this in advertising, how many customers will I get off the back of that? And what are my costs to service those customers? And then if I double that advertising, will I get a greater or the same return on investment? And then it's just diligently sticking to those numbers every month to say, well, I know that if I put $1,000 into the machine a month, I'm going to get $10,000 back. So if I put five in, then I should get $50,000 back. Mm. But is it that easy? <laughs> uh, well, if you've got the right plan and the right coach, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> there you bit, go. Yeah. <laughs> bit, business is always hard. And I, I remember... There's lots of times when um, when I've been depressed because the, the whole measure of my self-worth and success has been how well my business is going and how much money's in the bank. And there's so many ups and downs. It's, it's like a roller coaster. So, you know, certainly, no, it's not that easy. And, um, you know, depression is highest in entrepreneurs and in founders because of all of those challenges that they face. The biggest problem that I that I see or that I have is that, Anyone who doesn't own a business looks from the outside and thinks, gee, that's easy, but it's actually not at all. Mm, yeah, I agree. And, and the reason I ask that question is like one thing I've noticed um, from speaking to people and also in the marketplace because I speak to people in our community every single day is a lot of people think that like if you just throw some money at Facebook ads, you're going to get a return. <laughs> <laughs> or like Facebook ads or, or even just kind of like there's something about there's friction in the marketplace around Facebook ads or there's this assumption that if you can spend money on Facebook you can you know it's the holy grail and all this stuff and it is super powerful like no doubt about it. like you know it, it is a strong like acquisition channel for, for founder don't get me wrong um but yeah I I found from my experience it is actually very very difficult to get all that stuff dialed in yeah. Um, I and, definitely agree with that. Yeah. I definitely and, agree. And you've got a lot of guys running around saying, you know, just let's te- build a funnel and test it and just throw $100 or $1,000 at Facebook. And if it doesn't convert, then something's wrong. 
Uh, but there's so many things that can go wrong with it. Your, you know, the copy of your ad, the targeting, the copy of your landing page, all of that sort of stuff can can go wrong. Or just even your offer. Your offer could just be poor, and that's the reason why it's not converting. But as you're saying, like converting that that cold, super cold traffic into customers is really really difficult. Yeah, I agree, and so that's why, like you know. Whenever anyone asks me about Facebook ads, you know what I actually say? I actually say, like, yeah, it is super powerful, but, like, to do it properly, it takes a lot of work. And it's mm. not just it's not just Facebook ads is your vehicle. It's also your sales funnel as your vehicle, and it's your offer and your product, and your product's got to be exceptional or your service yeah. has to be exceptional. And, and you really got to get those things dialed in, and that takes a very, very long time. I agree. Um, to work out. So kind of, you know, one thing I always say is like, you know, uh, and, and I think of this and when I tell like the found team as well, like we, we cannot just rely on one acquisition channel, whether it's Instagram mm. organically, whether it's, you know, SEO and, 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 and traffic from inbound, whether it's just email, whether it's, uh, you know, Facebook ads or it's YouTube ads, like whatever it is, um, you can't rely on just one channel. So, so to answer your, so to ask you like kind of a second question is, does that mean, um, like the clients that you kind of work with uh, tend to be people that, um, you know, have a, a reasonable sized business. They're not kind of a mum and pop or like kind of like yeah. an early stage startup founder, you know, haven't hit product market fit yet. So early stage, and that's the, that's the whole difficulty with early stage stuff is that you don't have a, a proven business model. There's no, there's nothing to build on. Mm. So the mainly the clients that I work with, their revenues two hundred and fifty thousand, five hundred thousand dollars as a minimum, really. Mm. Um, and mum and pop stuff is fine as long as um, their their offer is you know proven or their product is proven and they're actually there getting customers. So I prefer to work with private businesses rather than you know big corporates yes. because I just feel like it's it's more of a I'm, I'm affecting the life of their like their personal life rather yes. than making shareholders more profit yes that makes sense and i guess you know so if anyone's listening to this and you know um you know, thinking like you know i want to start a business don't know where to start um and and a vehicle you might be thinking of is perhaps you're a freelancer right now or you could do some freelancing um or you want to start a consulting based business or an agency um, like, uh, like how, how would you, how would you say, like, um, you got your first clients and what would you say people should be doing? Yeah. So I think the first thing that everyone forgets or, uh, or the first thing that everyone jumps to is let's build a website, let's build a funnel and let's drive, drive traffic to it. And the fact is, is that all of those things, as we were talking about before, are just so unproven. So the first thing that I would do is just, and this is what I have done in my own business is just go back through your list of contacts. You know people in the world. That's a fact. They know other people in the world. Whether they matter or not or can get you in front of somebody who can make a decision, then that's the first thing that you need to do is make is call those people up. So what I did when I first started is I made two lists, a yes list and a no list, saying who are the people who can either be my clients or can refer me work. And I started calling the no's first. And that's because... If that fear of rejection, as we were talking about earlier, and that fear of mindset and failure, that was easier to call the nose because I wasn't expecting any to any to come from that. So that would be the first thing. Don't mess around with your funnel or anything like that. Just focus on getting clients because that's all that matters in business. Mm, yeah. So, like, uh, like um, you know, Mark Cuban says, sales cures all. Yes, completely and, agree with that. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that too. Like, you know. 
we're, you know, we haven't, I, I don't think, like, we've been lucky enough so far that we've found that we haven't gone through extreme rough times. There's been some, like, growing pains, don't get me wrong. Of course. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's one thing I'm a big believer in, like, you know, sales cures all. And, you know, you, you can you can make it work. You've just got to get out there on the road and, and you know, get going. And do it. Yeah. And, you know, in, in the consulting empire course, Sabri says, he says, the people who are successful do the things that no one else are prepared to do. So if you're not prepared to go and call up your mates and ask for a referral or your previous contacts from the job that you have now or wherever else, then, you know, really that's the question about should you be in business or not if you're not willing to do that. And it's scary the first time. Your voice will be shaking. I remember the first guy that I called up straight cold off the bat um, using some of the scripts in the course, and I was really packing it. But I got I ended up getting the getting the discovery meeting with him and I went through the whole process using using the consulting empire course and I signed the guy up. Yeah, wow, now that's that, incredible. That sense of achievement once you get that first sign up is great. Now the guy didn't pay me because, you know, um, I didn't have a contract or anything with him. I didn't follow the rest of the process. <laughs> you know, but the you know, getting out there and actually just doing it and getting your first sign up, even if you don't get them, at least it's practice. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's just such a quick and easy way to get started as a cash flow based business, eh? Like, and you know, one thing I've learned as well is a lot of start founders, you know, they don't want to raise capital, or or there's a there's a growing trend of founders that are that are indie bootstrappers, like they yep. want to build this product or whatever, um, and uh, they're bootstrapping, but cash flow is tight. Like, you know, yep. development or whatever it is you're building, like, you know, early day, it is always going to be tight. If you are not raising capital, it's going to be tight. So what people do is they start like a service-based uh, business agency, consulting-based business on the side to cash flow their other business because, mm. because it, these, these are such, like, you know, amazing businesses to start and grow and you can hit the ground running really, really fast. So this is like, you know, a really powerful thing. It's something that actually um, even one of my mentors, Mitch, uh, did was he built, um, or maybe he did, I'm not sure, but either way, he introduced, introduced me to the concept and that's what MailChimp did on the side, mm. um, which is really, really fascinating. Yeah. So MailChimp had their own agency on the side um, while they funded and cash flowed MailChimp to build it and, and grow it and, 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 and keep it going. So where I'm going with this is for... Anyone that is thinking, you know, we've worked through kind of if you feel like a fraud, um, you know, how to go out and get your first client, what do you, what happens when you get your next and, and like what happens when you get this client on? Because like, you know, if you've got a lot of clients, it could be overwhelming, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, and, and it is. And what you got to, what I did was I just structured my day because especially like you're talking about the, the easiest and quickest way to start and the lowest risk is to do it as a side hustle yeah. um, on top of what you're doing. Now, there's a point in which your full-time job gets in the way of your business and that's where you need to make a decision. Do you want the safety of a nine-to-five income um, or do you really want to give this a crack? And that's what I decided to do was to, you know, invest full-time into this new business. Um but in terms of, of answering your question, after you get your first client, 
and your second one and your third one. It's just about structuring up your time and your day to do that. So I do client meetings on certain days of the week. I do sales calls on certain days of the week. And then I document the process down so that I can hand those tasks over to somebody else and do parts of the process as well as what I can. Yeah, got you. And it sounds like you're pretty good at systems, eh? Yeah, well, my, my father was an industrial engineer, so he taught me that all work is a process. So you've really got to have that down pat. And that's the only way that you can scale, right? Because you can't do everything. Yeah, and I think it can be difficult. Like even we're having this problem now, like to be honest with you, where um, it's all good things having a found at the moment. But I, I don't mean to say yeah, negative, of course. but I'm saying a lot of problems <laughs> that we have. But, no, I'm trying to be you know, quite transparent in this interview. Yeah, but, of course. But, um, you know, that is one thing that we we, uh, we have going on is where um, you know, we're, 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 we've got a proven model and, and we're trying to scale that and we need to get better at our systems. How do you best approach that for anybody that is in a, in a process right now where um, they've got, you know, product market fit, they've proven their model and they want to scale it up with people and product and, and yep. traffic and, and customers um, to service? Like, like, where, where, like how do you where approach do you that? Yeah, where do you start? Yeah, sure. So there's, there's six steps to do that. First one is you have to do the work yourself. Yeah. Right. So you have to understand what's going on, all of the intricacies of it. The second one is you do the work while the person that you're teaching watches you do work. The third step is the person who you're teaching it to does the work while you watch. So you're training them on the side, side by side after you've obviously you've documented all of your processes down, but they're doing it and you're there to catch them if something, if something happens. So then the next step after that is the person who you've trained does it by themselves. So you only get them to that stage when they're ready. And then the stage after that is the person who you've trained trains somebody else. So that's how you scale. So yeah. that's what you've got to do. Yeah, got you. And that sounds like it takes a bit of time, man. It does, but it's definitely worth it in the end because if you think about it, like depending on the task and all of that sort of stuff, that whole process might take, you know, one or two days. But how I've found that you can fast track that is to create these things called playbooks. So I have playbooks in my own business, um, in all my businesses actually, to say if this happens, so if sales are down, then here's 10 things that we need to look at in this order and that we need to do to increase sales. Ah, I love it. What so, are the playbooks? So... Uh, you can do cash flow, you can do, you know, customer complaint playbooks, you can do like one at the moment that I've got um, that's actually really, really effective is how to increase online review scores. And basically what we do with that is we use this, um, we use this software that is an SMS software, mess out our customers and we say, how um, likely are you to recommend us to family or friends out of 10? Yep. And everyone gives us a nine or a 10, we automatically text them back a link to product review, to Google reviews or to where, wherever other review site you want. And you just walk them through that process, you know, click here, click here, please share your feedback so that other people can know about it. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I love that one. So that's another playbook that I've got at the moment, but you just keep doing these over the years and years. And I don't know if you remember the, the water boy, the movie. No, the name uh, is, I, I remember the movie, but I can't remember what happened. Yeah, so basically one coach steals the playbook of another and then after all of that, he's just he knows every single move. And that's basically, you've got to really protect those because that's, your, that's the IP, that's how your business is run. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, wow, this is awesome, man. Well, look, 
Um, Gavin, we have to work towards wrapping up. I'm super mindful of your time, but this has been an yeah, awesome fine. conversation. I've, I've learned a ton myself and um, I've learned a ton about you. So a couple of last questions. Um, you know, you talked about, you know, your goals, you know, you want to get to a million by the end of this year and then to get to 10 in three years. Um, you know, what, what's next for you? What's most exciting? How, like, what do you plan to do to get to that, that million by the end of this year? And uh, then also where's the best place people can find out more about yourself and your work? Yeah, great. So, um, so I suppose next steps for me is just to continue scaling. Um, so recruitment's going to be really big at the moment, developing those playbooks, which I've already already been doing and using that six step process to teach other people um, on how to do the job and make sure that they can get to 80% of, of as well as what I can do it. So that's really next. Um, on top of that is um, some education stuff that I'm rolling out just really to help people just through um, free online videos. Um, you know, basically the information that I've shared with you now and a whole lot more over that 16 years. Um, after that, it's just more and more and more of doing, of doing the same thing. So that's how I'm going to scale. Um, in terms of what uh, information about me, you can go to our website, foundrygroup.com.au um, or hit up the Foundry Group on Facebook and um, more than happy to answer any questions. I, I do a weekly um, Q&A every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Um, Australian Eastern Standard Time. So founders can get on there, ask their questions they have, and, and that's my way of sort of giving back. Amazing. Well, look, um, thank you so much for your time, Gavin. It's uh, been incredible to meet you in person, and congratulations on all of your success, mate. Um, it's really inspiring. We're, we're all cheering for you uh, back at Founder. I think I mentioned to you on, on in the Facebook group, I said, you know, we have a wins channel, and we posted about your wins uh, yeah, that you've been having. And uh, yeah, it's really inspiring. <laughs> I look forward to seeing and watching your journey, mate. Oh, thank you so much. I just want to say um, to you, to David, to Sabri and the rest of the founder team, you know, this this course um, and, and meeting you guys has literally changed my life. I'm a completely different person now off the back of it and I just can't wait to continue to smash it out. And, and you know, what you were saying before about me being sort of an inspiration to other people, that's just what life is about to me and I love it. Amazing, man. Well, look. Congratulations again, and uh, thanks again for your time, Gavin. Uh, we'll, we'll chat soon. Okay, thanks, Nathan. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.